You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Lynn Devitt. And I'm Doug Wangert. And we are here in Aberdeen, South Dakota at Roncalli Catholic High School. Um, thanks for staying with us. Um, we talked to Joe Heschmeyer the first half hour, and um, we just got done um, talking to Tim Wise and longtime coach here, Terry Dosh. And now we are joined by Father Jeffrey Schulte and Father Mitchell McLaughlin. But when I introduced myself to you earlier, you said Father Mitch. So I'll stick with Father Mitch. Yeah, Father Mitch, Father Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, thank you so much for being here. You guys are, are here um, because you are new to the priesthood. Very, very new. You guys look about the ages of my older son. So it's just kind of, <laughs> um, it's, it's very, I, I love it. I love it. Um, so thank you so much for being with us. Um, let's start by hearing a little bit about you. We'll start with you, Father Mitch. Yeah, my name is... Father Mitchell McLaughlin. I've uh, been a priest for about a year and a half, and I've uh, been here in Aberdeen my whole time. It's been really good. I've loved uh, working, and it's uh, working as a priest. You kind of get a little bit of everything mm-hmm. here in Aberdeen. Um, yeah, it's uh, a good fit. And, and, and you're here from Iowa? That's correct, yeah. Yep. I, I didn't grow up in South Dakota, but I uh, grew up in the Quad Cities, Iowa, but I went to the University of South Dakota and fell in love with South Dakota, okay. and I uh, and you know, rediscovered the faith, and that's what kind of brought me here and kept me here. Great, nice. great, thank you, Father Schulte. What what is your what is your story? Yeah, I grew up uh, just an hour southwest of Aberdeen, uh, in a little town of Orient. I went to school in Falkton. Uh, my family were there, farmer ranchers, and then yeah, so it's nice being in Aberdeen because just yesterday my they brought some cattle up to the sale barn, and so we got lunch, and <laughs> so I get, get to see my family quite often. Um, and I went to the better uh, state university, uh, SDSU. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated from NDSU, so I would argue with both of you, oh, but that's okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> we have a whole uh, a whole thing, tr- right? <laughs> trinity of yes. rivalry yeah. here. Um, but yeah, it was in that time I got my degree in graphic design. And then once I graduated, I uh, pursued uh, the seminary. And yeah. And so, what what was your first encounter with the call to the seminary to the priesthood? What what was that like? Oh, it was. I th- you know honestly, I think it was uh, as a little kid. I was I don't know seven, eight years old, nine, and I was at church. Uh, we had Saturday night mass, always a vigil in Orient. And I remember the priests were always talking about there's we need to pray for vocations, we need more vocations and men to be called to priesthood. And in my simplicity of mind, I just kind of was like, okay, God, well, why don't you have more people become priests? Like, simple answer, right? Uh, what wasn't expecting, uh, you know, like God speaks, you know, heart speaks to heart. And like, in my heart, it was God saying to me, like, well, why don't you? How about you? And I was like, No, uh, no, no. How about you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, me? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so I, I, I always say that's like the very first time where I think God implanted that seed. Um, and of course, uh, through my time at SDSU, involvement in the Newman Center, focus, mission trips, uh, 
I just, yeah. And the die, working with the diocese and the program, which was Totus Tuus, now Lumen Christi, mm -hmm. um, as a summer missionary. Uh, yeah, all those things really began to cultivate uh, that vocation, that calling in my heart. Awesome. What about you, Father Mitch? Your your vocation story, your yeah, your journey to the priesthood. Uh, for me, it happened later. I was kind of a freshman at USD, and uh, in the midst of you know rediscovering the faith and re learning how how to pray, and uh, I went on the Focuses Fellowship of Catholic University mm -hmm. students their uh, large seat conference, and the one you know a lot of great talks, but the one thing that really stuck in my mind and heart was the image of all the priests, even a few bishops, you know, uh, celebrating mass, and and why I found myself reflecting on that. Uh, you know, I was kind of moved by that. And that was uh, the first uh, instance. And I, I kind of ran away from that, that desire for the priesthood that was uh, within that memory. But um, so I wanted to pursue my other thing, the career, and I was hoping to get. But I you know, found less uh, less enjoyment in, in what I was doing and uh, what I wanted to work at and really finding that, oh, I could I could see myself as a priest. I had good, uh, good priest role models. And uh, as well as even uh, when I was at USD, there was uh, like four other men who... Uh, left left college to enter into seminary, and they were kind of a witness to me to say that, oh, they were pursuing their vocation, they were pursuing what God wanted, God's call in their life, and I I have that as well, and so I want to want to check that out, check that out. Mm -hmm. I um, we we interviewed someone in Sioux Falls, um, and he had he went to the seminary and then discerned out, and I'll never forget he he said every um, if he won the lottery, every um, child would get one year in the seminary he'd pay for one year because he thinks regardless of of your discernment um that formation is so important whether you choose you know to oh, yes. discern out so uh, so what what was that um what was that vocation like and that learning and we'll start with we you can keep going father mitch yeah i i love the the formation and uh, in seminary i mean formation through friendships through uh, formation through you know the priest formators and uh, as well, even the academic formation, just learning truth and learning how to how to think, learning philosophy and theology, um, it, it was all just kind of a lot of a lot of receiving, and um, it was uh, you know in a lot of human information is is formed through those friendships that really help um, uh, see see who, you know, who who I am in God's eyes and how I can uh, serve and love God's people, and that comes to you know, through those friendships, mm -hmm. and then um, and through learning about God's truth. Yeah, you commented a couple times about coming back in the faith or relearning the faith yes. so when did you fall out in high school or or just lost interest at some point or yeah I, you know it was one of those things like kind of no, no through fall of my own just it wasn't really uh really received like oh i didn't know you know jesus was uh truly alive in the eucharist and what all that meant how that how that's uh that's a deep truth of our faith and uh, and really, the life of prayer was really what drew me. That oh, there was actually a relationship I can have with God and uh, through prayer, and that discovering that you know, um, it, uh, God led me on an adventure, and that was and that happened to be, happened to be uh, through seminary. Yeah. <laughs> um, were your parents surprised? Oh yes, yeah. My first <laughs> even first told me I was thinking about it, and then I kind of waited a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, they definitely have always been a great support. Um, awesome. Been surprised at first, for sure. I was surprised, too. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I just say that out loud? Yeah. What, what about your parents, Father Schulte? Were they surprised? Yes and no. Okay. Um, they had seen this whole transformation uh, kind of happening in my life through college because I went to, as a freshman, 
uh, in college, I was very much living kind of just a normal life of a college uh, person. And so seeing that transformation as I began to take my faith, faith more seriously in prayer. And um, so, yeah, when I did tell my dad, he was like, yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, um, but so, yeah, yeah, yes and no. Beautiful. So, you know, it takes a long time to go through seminary, and then you're ordained, and then you're just thrown into the priesthood, right? So what what is that transition like? Is it like every other job you graduate, and then all of a sudden you just get a job, and you're making copies at the copier? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know, I guess. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there, there is somewhat of a whiplash to see in, you know, taking on the responsibility, and, and I'm pr- I was prepared for it, but like... Uh, be in the midst of it, being you know having boots on the ground for that uh, phrase, saying, "Oh, actually, I'm you know saying the mass, uh, hearing confessions, and meeting with people, and uh, being with fellow priests, and making mistakes, and saying, oh, I yeah, I didn't do this quite right,' you know, and then asking the others, like, oh, what what do you do, and what do you uh, learning from others? That's mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of humility that's always needed, and it's um, it's good, those formative though, that see how just how um, how God works through His priests, and that's even through me. So it's sure it's good, Father Schulte. What was the the toughest adjustment once you were assigned a parish and um, you were put into the day-to-day duties of priesthood? I think, you know, the first six months of the priesthood, you're just kind of learning the ins and outs. Um, I think for the big thing for me, the most thing I was worried about maybe is like scheduling and keeping track of like where I'm supposed to be and when I'm supposed to be. so, yeah, that was kind of, like, my um, hesitation at first, but learning the importance of, like, my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. Um, but then also just, like, the sacraments and performing and uh, being their minister. And um, so, yeah, I just remember the first time being called, like, to the hospital. I was like, wait, me? What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> um but yeah, so there's there's just an adjustment of going from the theology to the practicality uh, and learning that. Great, great, yeah. be scary. Yeah, and and you mentioned um, Father Schulte that you had really great priests in your like like you felt like you had you had great priests that you were just kind of following um, mm-hmm. just from your childhood. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what what were you, what were your ideas when you say I I had great priests go- growing up? What what did that mean to you? Well, I just for the long time as a kid, I just thought, well, all the priests do is they just say mass. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did see the priests out outside of mass. I mean, they would come to our farm once in a while and stuff. But you know, I just that was my idea of priesthood. And so that as a kid, I was like, well, no, I don't want to be a priest. <laughs> um, but then. Uh, my time and at SDSU, Father Andrew Dickinson, he was a the chaplain there, um, and also he was a pastor when I came here. So yeah. <laughs> he was my my first boss per se. Um, but then and doing totus tuus throughout the diocese, I just got to encounter so many different priests and how they live out their priesthood and the joy that they do that with. So um, yeah, it was it was really eye opening to see like. Oh, there's a lot more to the priesthood than yeah. mm-hmm. just right. saying mass. 
So we are coming up to another break here. We have Father Schulte and Father Mitch McLaughlin here with us, Doug and Lynn for Real Presence in Aberdeen. And please stay with us through the break, and we'll be back with our fathers here. Thank you. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The process of spiritual growth. It is important for the process of spiritual growth that you don't just pray and study your faith at times when it happens to cross your mind, when it suits you, but that you observe some discipline. I should say, never begin with thinking alone. For if you try to pull God toward you in the laboratory of rational thought and to attach Him to you in what is to some extent a purely theoretical fashion, you find you can't do it. You always have to combine the questions with action. Pascal once said to an unbelieving friend, Start by doing what believers do, even if it still makes no sense to you. You can never look for faith in isolation. It is only found in an encounter with people who believe, who can understand you, who have perhaps come by way of a similar situation themselves, who can in some way lead you and help you. It is always among us that faith grows. Anyone who wants to go it alone has thus got it wrong from the very start. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Lynn Devitt. And I'm Doug Weingart. And we are here with Father Jeffrey Schulte and Father Mitchell McLaughlin, both in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, located in Aberdeen, and very, very fresh into their priesthood. And um, we're so, I'm just so thankful that we have um, young priests. You know, as I get older, priests now are younger. (laughs) But they always seem so old before, yeah. and so um, so it's really beautiful that for for you guys to answer this call. Um, and I, you know, I don't know. It, was it tough in this culture to be so countercultural in this direction? You know, Father um, Mitch, you're kind of nodding your head. It's oh, you d- know, definitely, yeah. You have that uh, self awareness that we're doing something very very different, and mm-hmm. especially living. Uh, choosing to live celibately, it's um, it's radical, and there's kind of an emboldening that goes along with that. That, um, but it's 
that side recognition is countercultural. Sure. So you, you said you told your parents and they were very supportive. Did you have any friends or other family who were like, what are you doing? Or all pretty excited? Yeah, you know, I told people progress uh, progressively, and mm-hmm. uh, I think they're all all excited. And it's good to have that support, and um, yeah, and then see that some people are, th- you know, probably shocked, like, "Oh, you, you know, you have to get up and speak in front of people." That's a, that's a thing, and that um, yeah, yeah. Well, and and there are a lot of Catholic things that are countercultural. You oh, know, yeah. lots of kids. You know, people are, "What are you doing?" Yes, <laughs> you yes. know, um, and and it's so important to be a visual representation of that. Um, and have the collar, have lots of kids, have, you know, these things that are very clear. Uh, no, no, we're, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to do it this way. We're going to do it God's way. Um, and, you know, I, and I kind of bring up, you know, couples with lots of kids and you go through marriage preparation, you go through marriage and then all of a sudden you get married and there's a lot of sacrifice. I've been married for 27 years. So, <laughs> Um, and not in a bad way, you know, um, you know, this, this is what is supposed to make us holy, but what kind of sacrifices would, would, you know, are you seeing in the priesthood? Father Schulte. Um, well, you know, I preach about this all the time that we are called to be men of sacrifice. Uh, and that's in the for- uh, seminary too. They're always, uh, talking and informing us. Uh, you know, that's what we do as, as men is to make sacrifices. So, um, you know, every day it's maybe little things, uh, as we find it, um, oh, I don't want to, you know, like maybe there's something in the church, you got to change out the candle and you're like, oh, okay, you just do that later maybe. <laughs> um, but you're just like, no, I'll do it now. Or somebody, you know, somebody comes here in the middle of something or, and somebody comes and you're like. Hey, but they need a priest to be, you know, to talk to somebody or be, a, you know, anointing or something. Um, and that's our our schedule is every day. Like you never know, like what's gonna like the day's gonna bring. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have your schedule, but you just never know. And so I think just always being willing and open, like to make l- those changes, those sacrifices, whatever the Lord's calling you. And yeah. Um, so. so if you are someone who really likes to set and keep a schedule, maybe the priesthood isn't the spot for you? <laughs> <laughs> Just some growing into, you know. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. You need to be a little bit more flexible, oh, you're yeah. saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Father Mitch, what about you? This, the, some of the bigger sacrifices um, going into priesthood. And, then, and maybe how has that made you holier, if it has, hopefully. I should be careful. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> And yeah, like what Father Schulte was saying, that the that uh, having that schedule, you can set it, but sometimes it gets interrupted. But there's always that willingness to to be interrupted and uh, and to you know listen to people when when they're most in need. And uh, sometimes it's like, well, I'm I'm doing my own thing. I don't want to be bothered right now. But uh, there, there's something that moves me that um, it's it's okay. It's the, the love of Christ that compels me, and um, I want to do this because I love Jesus and uh, I, lo- I love want to you know uh, help people in their in their need. Um, and in the, that's part of it, of uh, being attentive to others is always a, a sacrifice, and uh, rather than just being attentive to my own needs. So, sure, yeah. I have a middle of the night adoration hour, and um, and you know normally it's scheduled, so I'm I'm good. It's it's but every once in a while you're like, I would like to stay up past nine <laughs> o'clock tonight, <laughs> or you know, <laughs> just yes, those. Yes. I'd like to get up early tomorrow, but I you know, so. Um, 
but it's a sacrifice that I signed up for. And every single time I come home and I'm like, man, what a gift. Like the sacrifice, you know, is kind of the gift you get because, um, oh, yes. you know, every single time. I can't think of a time where I thought oh, that was that was a waste. <laughs> yeah. Every single time I, I come home and uh, at the end of adoration, I do one more prayer of thanksgiving for this time. And um, I imagine, you know, I, I, I hear you guys saying, you know, you're, you're in the middle. It reminds me of having little kids, mm-hmm. right? When you... <laughs> well, I, I think just looking around in the world today, that's what we're lacking, the sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. I mean, really. It, yeah. Every, totally. Everybody just, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the biggest countercultural thing that, that, that priests are doing, that large families are doing, you know, people who oh have yes. kids, right? Yeah. It's really this visual representation of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, people will always say, like, oh, I'm, s- I'm sorry to bother you, Father. <laughs> but part of, the, as part of it, it's, no, I'm here to be bothered. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's my job. You're, you're, you are to bother me. Um, yeah, when I'm exactly. with, when with somebody who said, this is why I want to be busy with you know, meeting with people rather than you're you're not interrupting me. That that this is, uh, yeah, I'm here for you. This is the gig. Yes, I, yes. I, I signed up for this. Yep. Yeah. Um, has the newness worn off yet? Has there because there was a transition, but are you kind of feeling like you're settling into the role, Father Mitch? We'll start with you. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, uh, still like still new to celebrating the mass and the the, the beauty that that is, and to say that oh, this is. This is Jesus right before me, and that's uh, that is an amazing thing. That's a wonderful thing, and I, you know, definitely found the routine of um, going through the sacraments, you know, knowing what to do and all that. But at, you know, once in a while, there's a there's a this is so new. This is I'm still um, new to this beauty and mm-hmm. to what what all the priesthood entails. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's open ended, but there's uh, there's good goodness to like receiving what what Christ wants and sure He surprises us. Yeah, so I'm. Um, I'm a year, uh, for ordination-wise, a year um, older than, I've been in a year longer than Father Mitchell. Yes. Um, and uh, so I'm two, going on uh, almost three years of a priest. Uh, yeah, I think I've, after the first six months, and then I finally like kind of told myself, I was like, I think I'm actually getting this thing. I mean, it's like figuring it out. Um, but then, you know, like things come around like Christmas and you're like, wait, what are we supposed to do again? And like <laughs> Easter, you're like, wait, oh yeah. Then, you know, prayers change, the liturgy, it's little things that, um, yeah, that I was like remembering little, yeah, all these details and things. And, uh, so <laughs> you're quickly reminded that you're like, oh yeah, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Father Schulte, you you mentioned earlier, um, you know, praying the prayer for vocations and kind of feeling it in your heart and thinking, yeah, you know, you're a good priest. What should we be doing um, as parents of, you know, parents of young men? I have two sons. Um, as priests, what 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 should we be doing as the Catholic community to encourage vocations? Yeah, you know, I'm going to uh, shout out to Father John Short, who's down in the Redfield area, pastorate. Uh, but he had, had been doing something is having um, people submit names of men who they think would be a good candidate for the priesthood. And then he's encouraged him. He said, and if you, s- I'll pray for the all these names, but um, if you submit this name, then you have to be dedicated and praying for this person as well. 
Um, so I, I think that was a, a really uh, awesome and simple idea that, you know, seeing men and praying, just, you know, intentionally, like, praying for certain these men who may have this calling to the priesthood or discerning what that may look like. Sure. Father Mitchell? Yeah, I think a big part is learning what God wants, and that comes through prayer, and that mm-hmm. te- teaching men to pray, and that's uh, it, it's difficult to, to learn to pray and to pray consistently, but uh, th- I know that's how my vocation came about, uh, and, is, and that's how it's sustained, <laughs> is through prayer, and I remind myself that, to, oh, I need to learn to pray and, and to teach others how to pray, that, and, and God God then d- does the heavy lifting, and that's mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the that's the hope. Sure, I, I will add. I think it's important for priests, and I feel like we have a lot of really great oh, ones yeah. um, in the diocese of Fargo. To be sure of the priests I've met in the diocese of Sioux Falls, that just to show the joy of the priesthood. You know, I I um, I joke. My my husband converted to Catholicism after 19 years of marriage, and I remember. Wow. Um, Father Dr. Ray, who's on uh, over the lunch hour on Real Presence Radio, saying um, to a wife who had called in, you know, well, who's going to want to convert to the, you know, to be Catholic if you're grumpy all the time? (laughs) (laughs) And so it was really important for me that if I ever wanted my husband to become Catholic, there had to be joy there. So uh, are there ways that, and I, I feel like I see it in you guys, um, you know, how, how can we show joy to these young men that they're not just, like if you're going to just focus on being celibate, right. um, that's probably not so much fun, right? In this world especially. So how do, how do we focus on the joy of, you know, it's not just an in- interruption, it's a sacrifice that leads to something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, we... On Monday, we just had a, a group of us priests together for uh, supper, and uh, and it, yeah, there's so much joy just to be able to see that fraternal aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a house of formation down in uh, Sioux Falls, and they have four guys in that. Um, and then I think the good thing, like they've got to experience so much community life of seeing like what it's like to have like men come together and to live out um, a life for Christ. So, yeah, having opportunities where they get experience where, you know, get, they can see that that the priesthood is not just um, alone. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much you. for your vocation, for answering the call, for joining yes. us today on Real Presence Live. Um, here we um, Father Jeffrey Schulte and Father Mitchell McLaughlin. Um, after this break, we'll actually be talking to Amber Watson, who is a team member of the Elizabeth Ministry here in Aberdeen. And so please stay with us. And thank you so much for listening. Thank Thanks you. Guys. Right. God bless you. Yeah. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother who loves us so very much, and she prays for us 
Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother? Then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my son. Come to Jesus Christ. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In the Gospel of John, Jesus accompanies his mother to a wedding at Cana in Galilee. At that time and place, a wedding celebration lasted several days, but early in the celebration, disaster strikes. They run out of wine. Mary, ever sensitive to others' needs, sees the problem and asks her son to do something. Confident that he will do what is needed, she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you and is proved right. Jesus performs his first public miracle and turns water into wine, not just any wine, but an excellent vintage, bringing honor to his hosts and saving the day. Even now, Mary is telling us to do whatever Jesus tells you. Even now, she points and directs us to her son. Even now, we have a mother in heaven who watches over us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.